0: Welcome into Tailgate, Austin Gale here with Mike Renner in sunny Cincinnati. Ready to rip it up, dude. Any notable news you want to touch on to start?
1: Nope. I don't think anything's happened of nope. No, I can tell.
0: Oh man. So if you're listening to this, we're recording this Tuesday, May 24th. Um, we're gonna go over the mailbag, some trivia. But to start, fucking A man, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I got a really cool opportunity though, man. I want to start there because it's getting I'm gonna fucking cry if I start on the other side, but like I can't announce it yet. It's sick, dude. It's uh, they I wasn't trying to leave, man. I wasn't trying to like I wasn't applying to shit. I was just t- continue to do my thing and, you know, like some big ass s- insane opportunity came I, up, dude. I'll
1: just uh interject there. I don't want to cut you off, but to really speak to that, you came to me with it, and as much as I love you, and as much as I love tailgate, it is therapy for me. <laughs> I was like, you You'd be crazy to pass up like you'd be crazy to pass it up and so you're not
0: yeah and i think that 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 conversation we had i had a handful of conversations with people here at pff you know that like you know really walked me you know helped me with this decision and it's like everyone came out of it like you especially have so much to lose to me leaving dude tailgate and all that shit. it's like people came out of it and they're like yeah it's gonna suck but uh you have to take it and you know it's gonna be an awesome opportunity i can't wait to share with you guys but uh this is the second penultimate Episode second to last penultimate episode of Tailgate. We're gonna do a mailbag and 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 trivia, and then I think for our last episode, we're just gonna come in blacked out. I mean, we gotta light it up. We? <laughs> we, we may not talk about. But <laughs> still got a lot of
2: Miller lights. We out. got
0: a lot of Miller lights. Get the mom waters going. We're gonna light it up. But um, just the other thing, man, I want to talk to on the catch i was Like I said this when I announced it to the consumer team this morning, man. Like I I didn't think I'd get this far, dude. I like I, I my senior year of college, I was sleeping in my fucking car. Cause I was working 18 unpaid internships and didn't have money for San Diego rent. And like my whole goal in life was to have a podcast, maybe, maybe be a beat writer for like the Cincinnati reds and to get the opportunity I'm getting now. What's you know, wrong
2: with that? <laughs>
0: the opportunity, <laughs> the opportunity I'm getting, I've got from PFF and what it's allowed me to ascend into, is just insane, dude. It's an, it's an insane thing that I never thought I'd even be fucking saying out loud. So I'm super excited about it.
1: We'll tell more stories next week, but I just want to say come such a long way very very proud of you i remember though Uh-oh. Well, you said you didn't think you'd get this far I remember the first time that you hung out with or when george came to cincinnati to visit and we were all hanging out i hung out with you probably like five or six times yeah at that point and after we hung out the next day because i think george stayed in my place he's like what's up with like austin and all this like bro shit?" and i'm like <laughs> no austin slander austin's an amazing guy one of a kind dude trust me you'll come around and they
0: have everyone's come around, man. It's awesome. Well, let's get into this mailbag. I don't have anything else on the Catch Only Buzz. The boys are going to wait. Be... No,
1: uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, is so we didn't new, even touch on. It. Yeah, you're
0: bald. You. Yeah, <laughs> you're bald. Oh man, there he is. You look a lot like Jake Gyllenhaal, bald. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't. I, I, and I don't I'll, I'll also say that, like, you have. I was saying this before we start
1: recording. Like, you have a really good looking head. I have. So I've shaved it once. I shaved it once in college, like two more than this. I straight razored it, and I found out then that like it's pretty like round. And so I was I was said I was gonna shave my head I told you it was this two weeks ago. I was like, I'm shaving the head all summer. So for the entire summer, I will be looking somewhat like this. Well hopefully it starts to get tanner than this, but yeah.
0: I am uh I, I was stunned. I, I thought I wasn't going to like it at first, but I like it. I think it, I think you're going to be... If I look like Jake Gyllenhaal,
1: maybe I should slide in Taylor Swift's DMs. Is she single? I think... Don't you have a girlfriend? I do have a girlfriend. I mean, she, would, <laughs> she would enjoy that because she loves Taylor Swift.
0: <laughs> oh, she would enjoy that. Sure. Let's uh, let's get her on the pot and maybe maybe break it down for her. Um, Great potential for a Manscaped dad too. true. Mm. We should have we buzzed it on the show.
1: Oh. No. Uh, well, I, I could have ripped mm-hmm. that thing through. Um, I will be trimming it with the Manscaped 4.0 mm-hmm. from now on. But I went to an actual barber to get it. Love that. Uh, Preservable.
0: Let's get to this mailbag, dude.
1: Uh, Or do we want to do trivia Trivia. first?
0: Trivia Trivia first. first. Trivia first. All right. First one is from Ben Langford. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady
2: has losing records against two teams. Who is it? Or who are they? A losing record
0: against two teams? Uh, Correct. Giants have to be one. No. Oh, okay. I guess Super Bowl's... Let
2: me yeah. think. Mind you that it's this gotta also a team spans that bans like
1: a million. Years. Spare, yeah. You know, it's, so it's probably whole whole NFC career. team. Yeah. Probably not one in the South. Wait, you know, it's probably Saints. Yeah. Wow. The Saints Two NFC
2: teams. Uh, Saints are one of them. Yeah, I'm going to say the other one
1: is. Try to think of the other one. Who would be like perennial good team? Green Bay. No, they've housed Green Bay <laughs> both times. You're well aware. Um, let me think. Come on, Michael.
0: Who would have been good? I'm going to go Eagles. No,
2: but it is a Super Bowl team. Oh, Super Bowl team. Team that they faced in the Super Bowl. Seahawks? Seahawks. Wow. Yeah, one and two. Uh, Next one, Bruno Perkovich. Who am I? I was born and raised in Illinois. After JUCO, I attended Purdue from 2004 to 2006. There, I voted second team All-Big Ten in 2005. I was drafted by the Saints in 2006 and didn't have much success early on in my career until I moved to the Patriots. I played in Super Bowl 49, which was billed by some members, some media members as Croatian Bowl due to coaches Belichick and Carroll having Croatian roots, and the main referee was Bill Vinovich, who also has the same roots. I also have Croatian roots. In that game, I, got re- I recorded a sack and had six tackles. Who am I? Do you know, A.G.? I don't know. Rob Nikovich. Rob Ah, I see.
0: I see. There you go.
2: Well, that is cool. You should have just thought of the only guy with the last (laughs) name. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That's pretty common over there.
2: Uh, Last one, number three, 2022. The 2022 draft's first five picks were all defensive players. Within three, guess the year of the last time that this happened? Say 1989. You got it. That's within three. Oh, shit. It's 1991. Let's go.
1: Who was the number one pick in 91? I'm trying to think.
2: Uh, I was one years old. I don't know. I was it, not, I was
0: zero years old. Uh, lighting it up, though. Washington. I was lighting it up. Was it Big Daddy
1: Washington? Let me see. All right.
2: Damn No, nah, Big Daddy was more recent than that because I remember Big Daddy. Oh, he remembers
1: Big Daddy. Big legend. Let's see. Who were who the top five picks? They were Russell Maryland. Woo. Eric Turner, Bruce Pickens, Mike Kroll, Todd Light. What a fucking draft. Not a great one. Not known, not, uh, not one for the books there. All right. That's why there's five defensive players.
2: That's it. That's all we got for Trev. All we got. Love to see it. Listen Love to, to
0: see it. Uh, I think I need to get to an ad read here. Um, Is it Sweaty Sack Summer? <laughs> it's Sweaty Sack Summer, fast approaching, and it's time to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. That's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years shaving Mike's head and designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there i've had the honor of testing out these new boxers i'm not wearing them today but i can say it's the softest fabric of any underwear so breathable i hate this part of the read so breathable it's like gills for your groin i just don't want gills in my groin they've even trademarked the jewel pouch (laughs) so you know it's serious i need to know what that trademark says what does it say like that they can say jewel pouch I don't need
1: any more holes. I'll just say that.
0: <laughs> oh, because you're just spilling out? Or it's what? Not, too much. <laughs> it's an uncontrollable beast. I think it's time to invest in your family jewels. So let your bulge breathe and get 20% off and free shipping with code PFF at manscaped.com. Dads, buy this for yourself. Sons, buy this for you and your dad. Ladies, buy this for your man. And dog dads, you deserve this treat too. 20 percent off and free shipping with the code pff at manscape.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code pff at manscape.com once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack you'll never go back never go back cash apps also a sponsor on this podcast not as sweaty not as much sack but cash app is the easiest way to spend send and save your money you can send your request you can send or request from your friends when you owe when they owe you for dinner, drinks, literally anything besides just sending money back and forth. With Cash App, you can invest stocks with as little as $1 as well as buy, sell, and send Bitcoin instantly. Cash App also lets you design your own debit card completely free to spend money anywhere you'd like. Cash App will laser print it and mail it to you all for free. And the card comes with free discounts at your favorite places called Boosts. Sign up for Cash App today and use referral code TOUCHDOWN, which gives new users 15 bucks, and that's promo code TOUCHDOWN for 15 free dollars. Manscaped, Cash App, big shout outs onto Kid Racer Four on Apple Podcasts. First off, I just want to shout out Quinn. Thank you for your awesome work behind the scenes. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have this awesome podcast known as two for one draft slash tailgate. That's freaking awesome from Kid Racer Four. Dude, thank you, Kid Racer Four. Appreciate it. <laughs> that's Gator Kid Racer Four. I bet you that's a child too. With how many <laughs> with how amazing the twenty twenty one quarterback class was that started off looking like cheeks, do you think that teams were, were teaching children to use cheeks too? Uh, do you think that teams were scared to take QB in 2022 the same way teams were scared to take wide receivers high in 2019 and 2020? Answer that one first.
1: I I doubt it because that's kind of the norm, right? You know, like Justin Herbert lighting it up as a rookie, Baker Mayfield lighting up as a rookie, those are the rarities. Um, you, you usually don't draft a quarterback for year one. So I, I don't think that's why – if any class scared them off, I think it is truly would be next year's class. The Mm -hmm. fact that there are already top tier talents that I was just about to say, we'll probably get into that over the summer, but we won't because there's no more tailgate. But that their next year's class with Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, one of my boys, Tanner McKee, Will Levis, like there's legit talented dudes in next year's class that when it was, and I kept saying this during the draft, whether it's the Seahawks, whether it was the Falcons, whether it was teams that know they're bad, saying, I I don't want to like, pin my hopes to this guy who's kind of cheeks, Yeah, you know? So I, I think that's more it. It was a perfect storm of the teams that needed them were in such a bad spot that they could look ahead to next year and they didn't draft one.
0: I am, I, I, think, I think the other part of it too, was that you, the, the flaws in this quarterback class were enough to like drag down the evaluations. It's not so much, I think we, we got really, really excited following the draft about, like, you take quarterbacks high, you take quarterbacks high. Even the media, like, overvalued these quarterbacks thinking teams would take them high. I think this is the first class in a long time where they were effectively evaluated. It's not like they didn't want to take them. They just knew that they weren't first-round caliber players. Yeah. Uh, number two, I do everything draft. Where I do player I'd pick with who's on the board, when my team is the Steelers, and I want your opinion on whose draft was better between a real-life Steelers versus my hypothetical Steelers draft Hall. I think you kind of butchered that a little
1: bit. What this is is this guy, instead of what Steelers picked, he picks a player and then yes, he track. So
0: he picked for the Steelers and went Malik Willis, Sky Moore, Kellen Deesh, Kingsley and Agbari, Mario Goodrich to Clemson Corner, Obina Ezi, TCU tackle, and Jack Sanborn, Wisconsin linebacker in the seventh. Your thoughts on that draft? So
1: Joe, Goodber- Joe Goodbury does this, one of the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he does anything Bengals-related anymore. He's but a fan. That's uh, big on Twitter, where he calls it the shadow team, I believe. Where yeah. he's like, this is who the I would The shadow to realm, be. I think is yeah. what it is. Uh, so I love the concept. I would probably rather have that haul than what they got just because the quarterback position, we had vastly, we were distinctly different evaluations on. Pickett versus Willis. Um, so yeah, I, I will take that. I, it's one thing that I wish I would have done that like every single year, I'm like, oh, I should do this. Um, I even floated the idea back to Steve that we should, like, have well, like, what I call a PFF team that instead of the first 32 picks, and this was back in 2015, I think I floated this to Steve back when I didn't have any power whatsoever. I said, we should do a, a PFF team where it was at the end of each round, we draft a player. Mm-hmm. End of each round, we draft a player. And then after four years, we have a PFF team where it's of, you know, and basically get the worst pick of the litter and see how we compare. And obviously, we were behind the eight ball a little bit, but I thought we could, you know, have a team that could compete theoretically, or at least something to point to if it if it did turn out well. uh We never did it though, so hate probably not going to start. Let's say it
0: was t's fault. Yeah. All right. uh Off of Kid Racer and on to nickelback sack on Apple Podcasts. Good good name. Nickelback's got hits. nickelback sack has even more. A few unrelated questions. What do you think of and Domicong Sue's Hall of Fame chances? Dude, he should get in, okay? That, that was the first question. Yeah. Dominic can shoot. Schu- he was a Hall of Famer. I Dude, know he's he was, an asshole. He was phenomenal to start his career, and he's also, like, been such an underrated Ironman. He's yes. played so much. Every season, he's played, like, over, like, 600 snaps. It's insane how
1: healthy he's stayed too. And he did it for the majority of his career for a hapless Lions fan. Like, he, yeah. he was doing it for almost no reason. I'd say I mean, actually had some good years in that mix from 2010 to 2014. No reason. (laughs) But like, you know, (laughs) it would be very easy for a guy like that, on a team like that, to give up and say, I'm not playing. He's played over 10,000 snaps in 11 seasons. Mm -hmm. That's
0: insane.
1: Or 12 seasons. That's insane. Over 800 snaps a year, every single year. Every single year. And even last year, 718 snaps. Dude's 35 years old. Why is he doing that? Because he's, a Hall of Famer, that's why. He's a Hall of Famer. So he's been in 11 seasons, right?
0: Yeah, 12 seasons. So. 12 seasons. Donald has played seven and has 713 pressures, and he's been like arguably the best player we've ever seen. Yeah. He has 634 career pressures. He doesn't have a single season under 35. Like, he has been consistently yeah. dominant for so long. And I think if you're fading him as a Hall of Famer, it's because maybe he was never the best well, at Well, because he was not.
1: He was an asshole on the field. He stepped on people's stepped hands on and He stepped yeah. kicked people. Did he spit on someone? No I think I remember someone. that, too. You, you think he did it all? Yeah. Did it I all. think he did a spit. Light Who him up. What was the spit against? Let's Google against uh, Quinn,
0: come back there. Can we look up uh, Kong Su's spit, please? Um, yeah, he spit on Aaron Rodgers. I knew he spit on somebody. Oh, That's so. a Hall of Fame career in himself. I lied. He's not a Hall of Fame Richard, <laughs> <laughs> Richard Seymour, when he punched Big Ben, I thought that was his Hall of Fame bid. Mm. Did you ever see that punch? No. It I was when he was in a Raiders uni. Look up the Richard Seymour punch, too, Quinn, while you're at it. Uh, It's a good one. Um, The next part of uh, Nickelback sack, where would Kyle Trask rank in the 2022 QB class? Any idea where his draft
1: range would be? Thanks again for the consideration. I would probably put him QB 5 in this class behind Malik Willis, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, and Kenny Pickett. Mm -hmm. I'd like him better than Corral, and it would be close to Pickett.
0: That is... um, I think he would still be in this class, it's like the same spot. Yeah, he went yeah, in Leister, yeah, exactly.
1: Which is back in two. This
0: is from Mike. Would be floored. You do say floored a lot. I like this guy's thing. You, floored. You say like I'd be floored. You do say that a lot. All right, who's the player I that, would is, be. that is wildly considered or widely considered a bust that you still believe in? Why have they not lived up to your expectations? I think you have two choices here. No, three. Okay, you have orthago Whiteside. side. Andy Mm -hmm. Isabella, and Jerry Tillery.
1: I've given up on the first two. Okay, so you still believe in Till? Jerry Tillery. Because he still has reps, man. He's just soft. So Jerry Tillery is just soft. I can tell you that. But he is a high-end athlete for the position. He is long, and he still uses his hands well. He just gets moved off the line of scrimmage and just no threat of power whatsoever. So teams just sit on him, beg him to bull rush him, just wait, and he can't. He does not have the juice in his lower half, the heft. He's a skinny 6'6", So he's it, just a little soft. And I hate using the word soft. Every time I have to say the word soft, I have to couch in that soft comparatively. I'm soft as baby shit, so I can't call guys soft. But soft compared to DTs.
0: Yeah. Well, you're soft compared to men. Yeah. Fair. All right. So people That's call you soft. At. That's yeah. why I said it. I hate using yeah. the word I don't know, man. He's a Marine. I wouldn't it's true. say soft. Yeah. It's true. Jarhead. Jarhead 2 coming Respect out. Respect the flag. <laughs> Respect the flag. All right. This is from Kit is Humongous. Do you think Lloyd, Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah, now playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, can have an impact as a pass rusher like Parsons did last season, but to a lesser extent? He's not comparing him to Parsons. Also, why isn't PFF a whole higher, whole lot higher on Devin Lloyd when he was a huge steal in terms of the board, or higher on the pick when he was a huge steal in terms of the board and linebacker so important to Caldwell's defensive scheme? So,
1: one, they traded up. Two, they drafted you know, linebacker positional value. And then three, because they then drafted another one in the third round. And I think like that confluence, Like we don't talk about it enough. Or like P- other you said, other, P- 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 Yikes. other people at PFF don't talk about it a lot because the whole draft strategy was Cheeks. So that's why. Yeah. Pick-wise, it was their best pick of the draft, in my opinion, versus value, versus where they got him, how it fits in. I, I think he's going to immediately succeed in that defense. Now, Michael Parsons' level, no. I don't think you're going to line him up one-on-one against offensive tackles and have him win the way Parsons did. Parsons is a different cat. Lloyd, though, I think as far as blitzing-wise, get him lined up against backs one-on-one, he can win consistently. So as a pure off-ball blitzer, he can have, I mean, I think his sort of impact would be more akin to like a Devin White and how he can impact the game than Micah Parsons, who's just kind of in his own tier off there that other people can't touch.
0: Yeah. I didn't think that I wasn't gonna. I didn't think I was gonna like his pass rushing skill set as much as I did. When you just watch his, you know, go into Ultimate, which I won't be able to do anymore. now only in PFF, PFF. Oh, I'm just gonna use your subscription. Now. <laughs> I'm, gonna Don't even. I'm gonna dive in. I'm gonna dive in and get that arrested. Up. Um, but a uh, underrated part of his skill set is definitely, you know, what he was as a pass rusher. When you turn on those moves, this is from Mendoza QM, who continues to ask questions on this podcast, which you just love to see. Who are some tradable players that teams should be trying to trade for? Terry McLaurin.
1: All of a sudden, not at OTAs. Oh, really? At, Looking for a little contract? Whatever. Yeah. Packers and Terry? Like that. Possibly. But Packers I, aren't trading for Terry McLaurin. At, at this point, I, I don't think a lot of trades are viable because of the way draft picks. I mean, like, you wanted the draft picks now. Like, you wanted the players on your team now. So if you're going to trade a guy, you wanted him for someone already. So I, I think at this point in the season, you're not going to see as many trades. As I say that, something big is probably going to happen by the time this podcast gets released. But the one guy I still think is going to get moved, and the team that makes the most sense for him to get moved to, is Baker Mayfield with the Carolina Panthers. He's an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Like, you could make the playoffs if you're Carolina with Baker Mayfield. You're not making it with Sam Darnold. I apologize. The ship has sailed. You don't have to apologize. Found that out. The thing is, they're so hesitant to do it, or so scared of doing it, because they made the Sam Darnold move. Sunk cost fallacy. They don't want to trade for another guy in that draft class, and if it doesn't work out, they are gone. But here's the thing: if it doesn't work out, with Sam Darnold this year, you're still gone. You gotta. That's the move I'd make. I get that they're probably haggling over contract money and how much Cleveland's going to eat in said trade. But my God, Carolina Panthers! If you can upgrade the biggest, best position on the football field, you say hell yes because that's still that's a good defensive roster. Offensive roster needs some help, but I think it, offensive line. There's reason to think it could gel and get better this year considerably. I agree. This is
0: from D. Jordan. SOS. I arrived in Rio de Janeiro yesterday for a week-long this trip. This one's It's too incredible. crazy. I'm completely out of control. I'm debating heading back to the airport now. For context, the women are absolutely beautiful, and walking on the sand here is like stepping on a memory food mattress, but the food is absolute cheeks. <laughs> I need words of wisdom. Okay. I find that hard to believe, the food part. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I, I think he's eating the wrong thing. I find that hard to believe. I I, I, I respect him calling out an SOS, an Apple podcast review. I was going to say –
1: this was May 11th, so his ship has sailed by. He's already. I think he's either he, I dead hope he or moved listening there right now, or that. But I do love that a gator comes to the Apple Podcast reviews for advice when he's down bad in Rio de Janeiro. Our advice, I, I don't fucking know. Yeah, count your drinks.
0: My my advice <laughs> Drink, would honestly just. I I think you gotta you gotta Lie mix it in a it. water. Got to mix in a
1: water. Light it up. Yeah,
0: you know, just light it up. And it sounds like you, know, you chase chase some tail and. uh Enjoy the sand and, and find some better food. Find some find some locals. I think when you go to like a place like Rio de Janeiro, it's easy to go on Yelp and look at the stuff that's got the reviews. You got to talk to someone who's been there, who's seen it all. Um, Quinn, anything on your end? Just suck it up, man. You're surrounded by beaches and beautiful
2: women that's and probably great. some good food, some underrated food. Like, suck it up, dude. I, I,
0: I expect nothing less from Quinn. Just yeah. comes in and he says, suck it up, dude. Find a way. Yeah, Find a freaking I mean, way. he's making his life sound miserable and it sounds... <laughs> Quite the opposite. Yeah. yeah. This is from Beast1224. Who's the best tight end in the country? And why is this the answer Michael Mayer?
1: That's, I, as a domer, it kills me. I got some shit for not putting him in my first round mock. I know. Because you're a domer. And people were calling me anti-Catholic. Couldn't be further from the truth. Um, Anti-Catholic? <laughs> people said that? No, they didn't. But that is a classic Notre Dame uh, defense mechanism. Uh, um, Mayer's just slow. Err you'd like the tight end position i if i had to guess i bet he runs a four seven five at the combine just from watching him now i'll be pleasantly surprised if he goes lower and we can talk about first round should he but you won't find I, I think you can go over a decade before the last time you saw a tight end run slower than four seven go in the first round it doesn't happen if yeah you speed a speed it's an athletic position it's the top tight ends that produce are more like wide receivers so it doesn't mean he can't produce in the NFL. I mean, like, Zach Ertz was, like, a 4.75 guy as well. So he can be that kind of guy. But I do think Brock Bauer is the best tight end in college football. He's a monster and probably going to run, like, a four, four. He's also got the yak ability, the speed that you yeah. talk about, and, like, how they use him, too. And I he's think. only getting – he was a freshman last year. He's only getting bigger. So Brock Bauer is probably a top tight end. Mayor, I'd give him number two. But I'm excited to see what Mayor does. I, I also, he, he has everything else besides speed about tight ends that you want.
0: I feel like with me – mayor i hardly know her you know what i mean and i think that's always a big part of it okay <laughs> this is from i'm glad you're how done. many of those can you <laughs> fit in before the last episode i'm gonna fit I'm as many as i wrong. fucking want okay as many as i goddamn want all right this is from 333 on apple podcasts i know you guys hate danny dimes that's daniel jones but how many qbs are you taking him over
1: taking over him okay this guy actually for next me. year
0: or like career how are you approaching this list
1: this is so quarterbacks I would rather have next year Mm -hmm. and and not necessarily like these guys are for sure better than him I'm saying I'm saying if I'm taking my chances you know rolling some dice here I would rather have all these guys so I got up to 23 names here Aaron Rodgers there's no order Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen Joe Burrow Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, Mac Jones, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, Jameis Winston, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. It's 23 quarterbacks.
0: And I think that's fair. I don't even think Giants fans would balk at that. Yeah. I mean, you, you didn't even. I mean, looking at this list, Tua over Daniel Jones, I think you'll get some people hating Jameis, Jameis over Daniel Jones. Jameis is probably the biggest. Debate Baker over Daniel Jones. I think All the young really guys you like, would rather take, yeah, that oh, for sure. So of roll course. that dice
1: in a heartbeat, of course. You'd be kidding yourself, say so you wouldn't.
0: I don't think I'm so. taking, I don't think I'm taking Jameis over Daniel Jones or Baker over Daniel Jones because, like, mm. they're not like,
1: yeah, that's I, fair, those I'm, are fair, yeah.
0: But I think outside yeah, of that, Baker, I, I guess, is
1: probably the biggest debate. Baker's, one.
0: and also, I think Geno Smith could be on this, no, but I I, I do think that uh, it's, it's over, it's over for Daniel Jones it's after this year,
1: over, but after this year. You think they're I mean, gonna like stick he, with Dalen Jones after this year? No, I mean like maybe the Giants, but he'll he'll stick around the NFL.
0: Yeah. Indy 75 on Apple Podcasts. Hey guys, love the show. I was curious for an explanation of Mike's fandom. I remember him saying he grew up a Wisconsin football fan. Also to dovetail with that. I just listened to you guys being at Brees Hall's age and was curious on curious on your guys' thoughts on Braylon Allen. Oof. The Wisconsin back. Yeah. He's had just a beastly season
1: at 18 in the Big Ten. Um your fandom, explain it so i was born in milwaukee wisconsin i grew up packers badgers bucks brewers fan all wisconsin sports um grew up lived there till i was six moved to city just outside of champaign illinois where the university of illinois is um was massive i think all sport fan growing up i lost touch with basketball and baseball as i got older because the Bucs games literally weren't on TV if you didn't live in Wisconsin, because they were so bad. And obviously then the Brewers, I was actually probably, baseball is probably a sport I was best at. And then I kind of, when I didn't, uh, you know, end up making the team at Notre Dame, I kind of hated baseball. So I stopped after Ryan Braun got popped for steroids. I was like, all right, this is it. I'm out on baseball. So that's why I don't really follow those sports any much anymore. But I wasn't a Notre Dame fan until I went to Notre Dame. Then I kind of transitioned from Wisconsin fandom to Notre Dame fandom. And was both... During college, I remember being heartbroken in the Hail Mary from Michigan, was it Michigan State against uh, Wisco, awful, awful game, uh, the Russell Wilson year, but then kind of moved to just Notre Dame fandom, still, still love Wisconsin, still root for them, but I don't follow them nearly as closely as I used to. Braylon Allen, though, on the other hand, is a absolute horse.
0: I knew you were going to use horse to describe him. Horse. He's your prototypical Mike Renner labeled horse. I mean, 6'2",
1: 240. You got a better word? No. Okay. Oh, mammoth. Horse. No. Sucks. I hate myself. Horse, horse um, it is. I'm curious to see what he does prospect wise. It's a unique build. I mean, it's like, a
0: Brandon Jacobs build.
1: Yeah, well, Brandon Jacobs was like six five. Uh, it's and even so, there's like kind of that dead zone of between six foot and six three where there's not a lot of backs. I mean, AP was in that, but you don't see a lot of running backs in that. Now, tall guys, except Brandon Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Once you get like that big, you have like stiff arm potential that can really give you a way to make guys miss the NFL. We'll see with Brandon Allen. We obviously have time. He's only 18 years old, so very excited to see him. And he said he did it 18 in the Big Ten. He was 17 last season. He didn't turn 18 until January. So he'll be 18 this year. Damn, that big at 18, that's absurd. Yeah.
0: Uh, Explain my fandom a little bit. I'm not a a bandwagon guy. I'm born
1: and raised in Oakland. Oakland. So did you follow, okay, so did you follow college sports growing up? Yeah, Cal and Pac-12. Like pretty, yeah pretty well mm-hmm. because like every time i feel like midwest i took for granted like college sports is massive and mm-hmm. obviously like in the south it's massive too but like east coast people not college sports fans mm-hmm. and for what i've like gathered a lot west coast people often not college sports fans.
0: i mean i was a big i was a big cal fan i watched a lot of the pac-12 stanford mm-hmm. and stuff like that um but i wasn't like a big college sports fan until i went to san Diego state and okay. i was like a big san Diego state guy yeah um Born and raised in Oakland, big fan of the
1: A's, Raiders, Sharks, San Jose, and also the Warriors. Oh, I forgot to mention I was the Illinois basketball fan.
2: The Illini? Of Illinois?
1: That 03 team, the comeback against Arizona, you know the one. Mm-hmm. Whew. D Brown, we used to see him at the movies D Brown, Darren Williams, Luther Head. There was like celebrities. You're like, everyone's like, oh my God, there's D. It was insane. <laughs> And oh now my God, and I'll think it back. I'm like, there was the, need lamest, get back to Champagne, the lamest shit. Champagne's bar scene is just. It's got nothing else in that town but the bar scene. Like growing up, I was like, this sound stinks for like having a college campus. Because obviously I had been to um, Madison whatnot. Other ones. But then once you get of age you're like oh okay now i get it yeah i get why people
0: come here this is from the greatest underscore brian uh what's up guys my question is who in this draft has
1: the best tape yet didn't get an elite grade i will say max mitchell uh so he was the highest Grated graded well yeah. highest graded tackle i think technically consistency like tape is very good he's just threshold wise low low-end athlete low end of even just like physicality for the position to where it's it's still a mono y mono position you got to be able to move dudes and that combine that with who he's going up against with that tape and it's like eh. so he was just back end of the top 100 at pff on the draft board but still like tape wise if he was you know a touch more fleet of foot touch stronger probably would have been towards the first round conversation
0: Max Mitchell was also one of the better interviews I did in the pre-draft process. Yeah. This is from Col- Coltoon. It's no secret that you guys are lower on Traylon Burks on the consensus. Compare Burks coming out to Justin Jefferson. We dinged Je- Justin Jefferson for what he did in college compared to what he did in the NFL. How confident do you feel in Burks' capability to take that next step towards being a very productive team in the NFL? I was low on Justin Jefferson, and I wrote an article on PFF.com, maybe that's why I'm leaving, that said you shouldn't take him in the first
1: round. But I was higher on Jefferson than I was on Burks. Well, I, yeah, so somewhat same. Mm -hmm. I technically would have taken Justin Jefferson in in the first round because he was 32nd on the PFF draft board. So, pick 32. If everyone else is off the board, he would have been the pick. Um, So, we still got it wrong. I'm still dead wrong, but then eval. But, far looser of an athlete, far better ball skill, like body control, I'll say. And, And just kind of, I mean, you saw aspects of what he obviously became in the NFL. Not to that same degree, but then you also saw a massively ascending player is the other thing. Like from a sophomore year to junior, and then obviously to his junior to his rookie season in the NFL. Like he was improving. Whereas Burks has kind of been this dude, this big yak guy ever since his like freshman year at Arkansas. So definitely different kind of player wholesale in in the what he can be at the next level. Just like what the routes you would want him running. Whereas Justin Jefferson, just like the much looser lower half, much more capable of a full route tree, even though it was like a slot route tree that he was running. A slot tree? Yeah. That's
0: good. I think Justin Jefferson, even though I think you said this, but I was going to reframe it. Can I say it again? Yeah. yeah um, usually do. Justin Jefferson, yak ability is the type of yak ability I like more than Burks's yak ability in that he's creating Missed tackles and all that stuff more than is Burks. Burks is more like straight line speed guy. Whereas yeah. Jefferson was like legit crafty after the catch. Yeah. This is from Todd. His name on Apple podcast is just Todd. How do you get that? How do you get that? <laughs> do you think it's possible for the Georgia staff? Oh, wait, no. This was Twitter at this point. Oh, okay. Damn it. How do you get that? Uh, do you think it's possible that Georgia staff purposely held back Trayvon Walker with the hope that he'd come back for senior season? No. Fuck. Come on. Fairy tale Todd. Here comes
1: tinfoil Todd. Tin foil hat top. The thing is, Georgia doesn't need Trayvon Walker. I mean, like, yeah, they'd yeah. love to have him. Georgia's got a five star coming up that is probably going to be the next Trayvon Walker. Like, mm-hmm. the Bama, Georgia of the world. Now I could see that at like a smaller program, feasibly giving a guy less of a role, knowing that like maybe next year is your shot and like telling him to come back. Not at Georgia. That's not happening. Fair enough. Fair news. This is from John Binner. I hardly
0: know her. Why can't the NFL be more like the MLB, where if a player doesn't play well in a position, try him at another? Biggest example in my, o, in my opinion is first-round offensive tackle that are mammoths of men. Why not move them to nose tackle or defensive tackle? We talk about Jordan Davis' special. Even if Evan L. Stinks is an offensive tackle, he's bigger and heavier. Same for failed wide receiver to DB. Jalen Rager can't catch, but can blaze. Why not try it? All failed NFL. W- wide receivers should try other side of the ball. Trevon Diggs in college going to get a bag doing that early at Bama. It's not, it's not that simple. Though. I mean, it's so, so much more, the this p- the positions in football compared to baseball, the positions in football compared to the NBA are so much more, I mean, it's becoming more, increasingly more positionless, but still more specified than those other sports. The problem is,
1: um, I would argue that it kind of is that simple to a degree. The problem is everyone in the NFL has to be able to see the field is the problem. So you can't waste a roster spot developing a guy. Mm -hmm. Like in the NBA, your twelfth guy on the bench or whatever, he can work on whatever he needs to work on. You don't expect him to do anything. Whereas, you only get you know what six six corners, five corners, say two guys go down. That guy has to play. You you know, like that. Everyone has to be able to see a football field um, and do something. So if you flip a guy like a Jalen Rager, who's first round pick, he's or John Ross, who, the, who they did.
2: Yeah, Marvin Lewis tried
1: it. That, yeah. He's a trailblazer. Who tried John Ross at corner.
0: Marvin Lewis like, is Like, that a guy's going to
1: have to be on a football field should your starting corner go down in a game, you know? So that, that's the biggest problem you have, is there's no developmental league. I, I love the idea, if you could very easily stash and develop guys the way you can in other sports. Like with the MLB, you can put a guy in AAA, and that's fine. He can do. He can work on his game. There's nothing that exists like that in the NFL. So I think that's the bigger thing. Because I'd be moving tight ends to offensive tackles all the time. I'd be trying out basketball players as tight end all the time. Like that. If you're an NFL, like the amount of success guys like that have had, it's worth a shot. But there's just no way of developing them. Um, There's no like intermediate period that you get in college with massive rosters. You have to have every guy be able to play. So that's the biggest problem and why everyone who's been around the game at all. It's like, oh, they need a developmental league. And the NFL's like, eh, we don't really give a shit.
0: Yeah. I think that um, if I, I, I think you could have a shot
1: in a developmental league. I know. That's always, just give me my opportunity. Just get Someone give chance. me a tryout. I just never get the tryout.
0: Yeah. You know? Now that you have the shaved head, it could help. Um, that's going to do it. Jordan This Nelson episode luck. of Tailgate. It is the second to last episode of Tailgate. For at least as Tailgate is, right? Like they're, you know, I don't know what you're going to be doing. You don't know what you're going to be doing. You don't know. What I you're don't know. I <laughs> don't. You're right. We'll find a way, though. I think tailgate, uh, it won't be the same, obviously. But something, something will come up. We'll see where it goes. The last episode is going to be a spectacle. We should get something prepped. I don't know. We got beers at least. At le- I don't ask for a lot. Yeah. Let's get beers. Okay. Let's light it up. And that's all I've got. Can let's, we put those
2: beers in the fridge, please?
0: Let's put those yeah, beers in the fridge. Well, let's get Quinn on camera. Yeah. Let's get sure. Quinn on down. camera. Let's, let's do let's, it. Let's do it all. Let's do it all. And We'll tell up. the best stories of tailgate of the trip. We'll tell the best stories of PFF, the ones that maybe no one's heard. We'll tell the John Ross, tell story. The John Ross we'll story. Tell the John Ross story. We'll he tell the John Ross story. He is not on, on a roster, yeah, It's perfect. He's it's not perfect. on a
1: roster. We'll dude. tell the John it's Ross John story. Roster. We'll light them all up. We'll, we'll play out the whole Can't thing. Can't tell the Desmond Ritter story. That one's going go to go
0: too with me. <laughs> all right. Anyway, until next time, Austin Gill, Mike Renner, tailgate.